John chapter 6, verse number 34. Then say they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord. We thank you for your many blessings. Lord, we just ask you to touch our hearts and help us tonight. Right? And we just praise you for what you've done and what you will do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. I want you to notice with me tonight in John chapter 6, it consists of two miracles and two messages. In the beginning of chapter 6, it talks about Jesus feeding the 5,000. And then Christ walks on the water out in the storm. And then he publicly delivers a message concerning bread. And finally, he, he clo uh, closes with a private message concerning him and his disciples. I want you to see the curiosity in verse 24. Uh, 22 and 24 says, The day following when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other boat there, save the one wherein his disciples were entering, and, they, and that Jesus was not with his disciples into the boat, but that his disciples were gone away. Howbeit there came another boat from Tarsus nigh unto the place where they did eat bread, and the Lord had given thanks. And when the people therefore saw Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. What we find here in, the, in this text, sinners are seeking Christ. They were looking for him. Uh, they were present when Jesus fed the 5,000. They saw the miracle. They saw the power of God. They saw the work of God. And they saw the disciples get on that boat and go to the other side without Jesus. So they just assumed Jesus was still on the same side they were on. But the Bible tells us in verse 22 that the day following Jesus was not found. So when we get to verse 24, they're on a boat seeking Jesus. And can I say at any time that a sinner will seek after God... They're heading in the right direction tonight. And in verse 25, the Bible said that they were surprised by Jesus and they had uh, found him out in the other side of the sea. They said unto him, Rabbi, whence comest thou hither? Their minds are blown. They're, they can't figure it out because they had watched the disciples get in the ship and leave to go to the other side. And they saw Christ that he was not on that boat. But now they're saying uh, the very next morning they go looking for Christ and he's already on the other side. And that's a miracle in the midst of a miracle, if you ask me. You say, what do you mean? That, that There's a miracle in the fact that Christ walked on the water and calmed the sea. But look at verse 21. Then they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land. Where did they went? You saw how they get there, and Jesus got them. He said immediately Jesus come walking on the water, and immediately they received him in the ship, and immediately they were at the land. They got there pretty quick. You say, well, that, that, they had to be traveling the speed, speed of sound. 
to get there that quick. No, Jesus' thinking is a whole lot faster than the speed of sound. He just thought it and they got there. In the middle of the sea, he come walking on there. And just a few moments later, fast, he couldn't blink their eyes. They were already on the other side. God will get you to the other side one way or the other. He may do it by ship. He may do it by miracle. He said, let's just go to the other side and you can mark it down. You're going to make it to the other side. We see Christ in the text in verse 26. And Jesus said, unto, said to them, answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, You seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which, which perished, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which is the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him have God the Father sealed. Now think about this. Here we see Christ in our text, and Christ reveals his, his motive that they come to him because they were filled uh, with that bread. They're, they're seeking Christ. They're looking for a miracle. They're looking for bread. And Christ reveals the message, message in verse 27. He tells them, you don't seek after that meat. Don't look for that, that which will perish. They thought if Christ could feed 5,000, had all that left over, surely they can get a hold of some of that. They said, we'll never have to worry about food again. Jesus didn't come to feed the poor, although he did feed the poor. But he came to seek and save that which was lost. And he points them to a greater bread in verse 27. And that is the bread that will never perish, but lead to everlasting life. Then we see the confusion in verse 28. They said unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe whom he hath sent. They were confused about works. They said, we can't do what you did. Are you asking us to do the work of God? Christ says, this is the work of God. It's not a miracle. But thank God, it's faith. It is believing on Christ. And I tell you, if you're going to receive the bread that comes from heaven... It does not come by miracle. It does not come by works. But it's going to come by faith. God wants you to live by faith. That is the only way you can live down here is by faith. I, I can't do anything about yesterday. I, I can't see what's going to happen tomorrow. And I really don't have a handle on today. But I can live by faith. And trust God of this book. And trust Christ. And knows he will see me through. Got to trust him. And then verse 30 and 31. 
They said therefore unto him, What sign showeth us then that we may see and believe thee? What doest thou work? They hung up on that works again. Our father did eat manna in the desert as written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. They're confused about the works. Believing they are confused about works and bread. This crowd is hung up on works. Jesus is trying to get them off of works. Trying to get them on faith. He's trying to get them the word they believe Jesus Christ. Then we see the correction in verse 32. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. Jesus said, Let them now, it, 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 was, it wasn't Moses' hand that gave you that bread. He had nothing to do with it alone. Everything that has ever been done in our life, it has been done by God. It, come, it doesn't come by chance. It doesn't come by circumstances. But there's an unseen hand working and guiding us through this land and our walk with God. And He puts that bread on the table. He put the bread on the table in the wilderness. That same hand that put the bread on the table, Jesus is trying to get them to see there is something greater and something bigger than Moses. He corrects them concerning the meaning of the message in verse 33, for the bread of God is he that which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. You see what Jesus wants them to see is the true bread. It's not manna from Moses. The true bread is Christ of Calvary. The bread of the world will never satisfy. The bread of the world will, never, it will always leave you unsatisfied for the rest of your life. But the bread of life, the true bread, is attained by faith and it will satisfy you for eternity. Christ is teaching them Notice the conclusion, the desires of the sinners. Jesus uh, went their appetite. He touched them and he got them kind of inquisitive about it. In verse 34, they said, They looked unto him and said, Lord, evermore, give us this bread. I'm telling you, when you people stand in the presence of Christ, uh, like the woman at the well, talking about the water, and she said, Lord, give me this water. And when he spoke to the crowd about the bread, they said, give me this bread. If we can get people in, in the presence of God and let them see Christ for who he is, there will be a hunger and there will be a thirst that can be quenched when we see the desires of the sinner when they come to God. We see the declaration of the Savior in verse 35. He said, I am, I am the bread of life. You realize the miracle that started in this chapter, the message that went through, every bit of it led to this one phrase, I am the bread of life. Preach tonight on the bread of God. You see the seven times it said in the gospel, Jesus said, I am. 
Have you ever had the first saying, uh, the first saying, this, I am the bread of life? This statement reveals three distinctive things that I want to show you tonight about Jesus Christ. I, I want to give you some encouragement tonight. And Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. I'm telling you, if you're going to go down and get discouraged and you're going to get your eyes off of people, and Psalms 121 says, I lift up my eyes and unto the hills from which my help cometh. My help cometh from the Lord. If you got problems tonight, you got situations going on tonight, and you got a few moments tonight, just get your eyes off those problems and get your eyes focused on the bread of life that will never leave you, that will never forsake you, who will not leave you behind, and he'll never discourage you. Why? Because he is the bread of life. He is the bread of life. Three things, we'll go home. It reveals the person of Christ. Jesus uses the same phrase that God spoke to Moses about when he said, tell them, I am that sent you. And Jesus used the phrase, I am the bread of life. It reveals his person. You say, how is that? Because the bread is a prepared and fit food. We do not have bread trees where you can go out and pick a loaf off today. Somebody said, where do you get bread? From the grocery store. That's, that's not where bread comes from. Bread has to be prepared, it has to be made, it has to be fit. And I tell you, God the Father prepared salvation, God the Son purchased salvation, and God the Holy Spirit presented salvation to mankind. Salvation was prepared. Salvation was purchased. Salvation has to be presented to mankind. The bread of God is not, a, is, is not a plan, but it's a person. And that person is the Lord Jesus Christ. Bread is a substance that is well suited for the subject for which is appointed. I, I want to tell you tonight, bread will satisfy me and it will satisfy you tonight. I don't know anybody that don't like bread. Bread is fit for everybody. If you eat hot dogs, you eat bread. If you eat hamburgers, you eat bread. If you eat a bologna sandwich, you eat bread. That, that tells me salvation works for every man, woman, boy, and girl. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter how bad you've been, how far you've gone. It, it is fit for everybody. I, I've never heard anybody that met Christ and said, I wish I'd never got saved. I, I never met anybody that knew Christ, walked with Christ, said, I wish I was not going to heaven. No, in fact, everybody I talked to, they are excited and happy that they're going to heaven, that their name's recorded in Lamb's Book of Life. They got something to shout about. Bread is seen as a type of food that will preserve the entire human race. I'm telling you, man can live on bread. 
But Jesus told the devil, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out the mouth of God. Talking about this earthly bread. The substance of all mankind. Salvation will work no matter what part of the globe you come from. What country you were born in. Salvation works and it still saves mankind tonight. Bread must be received and consumed or it will or one will starve. And you can be in the midst of bread all around you, but if you don't eat it and you don't consume it, you will starve to death in the midst of plenty. There are those who sit down and hear the gospel, and they hear the word preached to them, that God starts moving in the hearts, but they don't partake of the bread that's been presented. They will die in the midst of plenty. They will go to hell because they have not received and partake of the bread of life. I, I can smoke and chew and drink and, and run with those that do, and you can too, but I choose not to. It doesn't mean that I'm capable, uh, not capable of it. It doesn't mean that you're not capable of it. I just choose not to. My flesh is just as wicked as their flesh. That doesn't mean I'm better. But I've tasted manna from on high. And thank God it has satisfied my soul. It's still satisfying my soul. And it will be good today, good tomorrow, and it will be good when I'm dying. Because it's all about Jesus. Thank God for the Lord of glory. Thank God for the Lamb of God. Thank God for the bread that has come down from heaven. I have tasted and experienced the bread. The Lord is good tonight. Are you hungry from this bread? Are you wanting something from this bread? Are you wanting something from God? You know, you cannot turn the heart of anybody. But if they taste of this bread, if they ever sit up at the Lord's table and get a hold of it, it will get a hold of them. They'll, they'll never be the same. There's something on the inside of you that clicks with the bread. It clicks with the book. Because it's all about Jesus. This bread is pleasant to those that taste of it. This bread will renew strength and preserve people. I tell you, when I read this book, it helps me. You know why? Because it's, it isn't about me. It isn't about you. It's all about Jesus. It's not the devil's word. It's not about the world. It's not about a flesh. It's all about Jesus from the beginning to the end. It's all about Jesus. You know the actual voice of the devil is only mentioned three times in the Bible. In Genesis chapter 3, when he attacked the scriptures. Then in Job chapter 1, when he attacked the saint. Then in Matthew chapter 4, when he attacked the Savior. 
Every time the devil's voice is recorded, it's an attack. Every time the devil talks to you and I, it's an attack on us. But I tell you, the devil may be mentioned throughout the scriptures. His voice is only mentioned three times. And you know why? Because it ain't about the devil. This is not his word. This is God's word. And God's word would, would triumph over all things tonight. Bread down here will soon perish. It will soon perish. It will soon mold. Bread down here is an earthly substance. But Christ is the bread from heaven. The bread down here will perish, but Christ will endure forever. He is without spot or blemish. The bread down here is given by the hands of man, but the bread of life, the bread of Christ is given by the hand of God. The bread in this world is for the physical. The bread of God is for the spiritual. The bread in this world is dead. The substance only satisfies temporarily. But the bread I am, the bread of life, that's eternal. That satisfies spiritually throughout all eternity. It, it, it reveals his person, but it also reveals his plan. What's the plan of the bread? By Christ in the text here, uh, you need to underline these two phrases in verse 35. He that cometh to me, and he that believeth on me. I, I like those two phrases because that is the God's plan. God's plan is his person. I am the bread of life. God's plan is for the hunger and thirst tonight. It's twofold. Number one, come. All it is, come. Number two, believe. Just believe. To be saved, you must come, and then you got to believe. What are you going to believe on? Believe that you're a sinner. You're lost. You're undone. Believe He is Christ. He died on the cross, purchased your salvation. He's the only way to salvation. If you come and believe, He will save you. You can't pull yourself up. You can't pull yourself in the right direction. You can't wash away your sins. You can't undo your past. You can't fix your problems. You can come and believe. And if you just come and do your part, I promise you God will do His part. When I got saved, I didn't know John 3.16. But I knew I needed Jesus. I, I couldn't save myself. So I came and I believed. I can say this hasn't been good all the time. There has been some rough times. There's been some rough roads. There's been some trying times. Mountains to climb. Questions that needed to be answered that went unanswered. But I, I believe that God will... And he was done his part. 
Believe is a choice. You either believe or you don't. You either believe the book or you don't believe the book. This reveals his plans. This is the plan is simple. Come and believe. Then it reveals his promise. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. God said, I will satisfy you from the beginning all the way to the end. You'll never be hungry again. You'll never thirst again. And I'm not talking about the physical. I'm talking about the spiritual. I, I don't need anything this world has to offer. The riches, the fame, because I can never be satisfied. You can never be satisfied with what the world throws at you. It may satisfy you for a moment, but seasons don't last long. The more you've got, the more you want. The more you got, the more you want, the more you feel like you've got to have more and more over and over. Just like a drug user, the first time you use it, you get real high. But then again, every time you go and use it again and again, you have to use more and more and more to achieve that plane that you only had at one time. It takes more and more to satisfy the desires of your life. But thank God I came and I believe and the bread has satisfied me and I, have been, I haven't been hungry since. I am satisfied with Christ. I'm satisfied with the book. I'm satisfied with the church. I'm satisfied with His way. I'm satisfied with His spirit. I'm satisfied with His mercy. I'm satisfied with His grace. Oh, God bless my soul. God is good. God is satisfying tonight. He is the best thing that's ever happened to me. There's nobody that I will trade places with. You could say, well, you could be an actor and be famous. Well, I don't want to be traded. You can be a sports figure and make all kinds of millions. No. I'll take what I've got. Because the bread of life satisfies me from the day until the day I die. You're, you're never going to be satisfied living and trying to cut out parts of this world. You're never going to be satisfied living in sin. We need for God to get a hold of our hearts. We need God to get a hold of our minds. The seasons of sins are not long. But the serve, season of serving God is forever. God has been too good for us. He said, I am the bread of life. But you must partake of that bread. You must receive that bread. And boy, when you do, your life will change. Your life will change. Amen.